1: Budweiser's Weekday sports beat week continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Got a new contributor to the show, Ryan Roberts, IrishBreakdown.com. He's going to talk some Notre Dame football recruiting. And now, if you check out Ryan's um, Twitter handle, I don't have it written down. I should have written it down here, Ryan. But it's basically, it's something to do with Ryzen Draft, Correct.
2: You got it exactly. It's it's rising drafts. So okay, you remembered it perfectly. All
1: yeah. right. <laughs> and you do a lot of uh, NFL draft-type coverage as well with that, and we'll talk about some of that here in a minute. But you do a little bit of both, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my roots are kind of in the NFL draft sphere, and then I was lucky enough to uh, do a little contributing with Brian, obviously, over at Irish Breakdown, so when they had a – recruiting analyst or director of recruiting opening uh, position I I really wanted to take him up on it so I I dip my toes now in the NFL draft and recruiting world which is you know a little a little insane to say the least but it uh especially this time of year (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah yeah I mean NFL uh, NFL draft next week and then you know obviously I'm going to be in town this weekend for the blue gold game with a lot of recruits on campus so it's going to be a hectic couple weeks for sure all right
1: all right sounds good well let's just jump into it then is supposed to be a lot nicer this weekend. So, who are those? Some of the uh, the more well known, both committed and uncommitted players who uh, are going to be here. Who maybe you'll be talking to this weekend?
2: Yeah, it, it's a really. I mean, I, I applaud the Notre Dame staff because obviously the Blue Gold game is a big spectacle for not only you know just kind of the c- commencement of. What has been a traditionally a really good spring practice session, but also you're you're getting a lot of a really popular and, and big name recruits on campus. I mean, I think it starts with the commits. The only committed current commit that Notre Dame has that is not expected to be there is Cooper Flanagan, the tight end out of De La Salle in California, who just visited recently. He'll be back again the, the June 10th weekend. But, I mean, they have Keon Keeley that's going to be on campus, the great defensive end out of Florida. they got Brendan Vernon, the Ohio defensive end. Drake Bowen's going to be there. Adon Schuler out of New Jersey. Peyton Bowen, the safety out of Texas. Preston Zinter, the most recent commitment out of uh, the state of Massachusetts linebacker. And Cedric Irvin Jr. is also going to be there on campus this weekend, the running back out of Florida. So they had all the commits outside of Cooper there. Uh, really talented list, man. Like there's a couple great wide receivers on on campus that are uncommitted. Jaden Greathouse out of the state of Texas as well. Ronnie Gallagher, Pennsylvania, who's more of a dual threat uh, quarterback actually for Laurel Highlands, but he's a really explosive, fantastic receiver. And there's I mean, it's 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 really exciting because I I think Notre Dame's staff has gotten all, obviously off to a great start on the trail, especially on the defensive side of the football. They have a lot of great offensive players that are scheduled to be on campus. Those wide receivers I mentioned, Jaden Lamar, the running back out of out of uh, Washington, is a really talented football player, and they got a trio of really talented offensive linemen and they're scheduled to be there. Sullivan Abshire. And Austin Saraveld cerveld's out of Ohio, big Ohio State, my, uh, Notre Dame, and Alabama battle for him. Monroe Freeling out of the state of South Carolina, and then Sullivan Absher out of North Carolina. So a lot of really talented players, both 2023 and 2024 alike, but I'm especially especially interested in seeing how they do with the with the offensive lineman and the wide receiver uh, recruiting yeah. as far as 2023 that's going to be on campus because they currently don't have a – commit in either the offensive line or the wide receivers for the class, but they have a lot of talent that's coming in. So I think it's going to be a really exciting weekend for Notre Dame. Yeah,
1: and I mean, obviously the wide receiver position is such a priority, such an area of need right now. So I think everyone's kind of anxious about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I went up to the spring practice that was open to to the media a few weeks ago. And I mean, it's really easy to get excited about guys like Lorenzo Styles and Deion Colsey, who was limited to that. But like you're saying, I mean, there is a depth issue, obviously, especially with Joe Wilkins being out now with the injury. Avery Davis is coming back from an injury. So there's just not a lot of great numbers. I mean, you got Tobias Merriweather obviously coming in for the fall semester, but right now the, the numbers at wide receiver just aren't great. The talent level is, but I, I think that obviously the priority in this class is that they want to get at least a good four four really good wide receivers in this group, so it, it's definitely a priority to get not only numbers but talent in that wide receiver room for 2023.
1: Yep, absolutely. Ryan Roberts with us from irishbreakdown.com. The corner, um, Justin Rett decommitted – over the weekend how how much should irish fans be wringing their hands about that decommitment right now
2: i mean, I mean sean there's a lot of layers to it right because i mean justin Red is first and foremost a very talented player you know he's a top 100 pretty much consensus across the board depending mm-hmm. on what recruiting platform you look at he i think he has top 50 upside i mean he is legitimate six foot one 190 pounds, runs 4-4 verified in the 40-yard dash, so he's a really talented player, and he's coming out of Bishop Gorman that's obviously, you know, historically, over the last like 10 or 15 years, it it produces a lot of talent, obviously, for the collegiate level, so it's a loss. It absolutely is, so I've had to talk, you know, a few Notre Dame fans off the edge ledge over the last couple days, and I completely understand it because that was your only corner that you had committed in the class, and it's an important class for cornerbacks as far as getting good quality depth. So it's definitely a a loss. There's no doubt about it, but I I think Notre Dame is in better position for a couple corners than maybe the fans would realize right now. I mean, they have really good uh, relationship right now with Micah T's out of the state of Oklahoma, Booker T Washington. Micah Bell is a guy out of Texas that has just come on kind of onto the scene with Notre Dame only got um, only got his official offer in March. So they haven't been on him a ton of time, but I mean, he's a dynamic 23-6 long jumper, 10-600 meter guy who could potentially play offense as well on the college level. So there's a couple guys to be excited about. They're still kicking the tires, obviously, with Christian Gray, who they like a ton out out of the uh, Desmond Uh, St. Louis area so they're in a good spot I think with a couple corners in the class but I mean losing Justin Red definitely hurts I'm not going to sit here and say like losing a talented player to that caliber doesn't hurt at all but I think Notre Dame can rebound and I think that they're in a good position for a few other talented corners
1: all right let's shift gears talk a little NFL draft and again the draft first round of the draft is a week from Thursday and then uh, of course we'll continue through Friday and Saturday next week but Kyle Hamilton uh All the early talk was about him going in the top 10 of the draft and then the 40 time, the combine and all that stuff. And you've seen maybe a little bit of movement in where uh, his projections are. So what do you see maybe as his potential landing spots right now with just a little bit more than a week to go?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I still think he has a very good opportunity to go in the top 10. I, I've been on 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 record to say that I think that the clock truly starts at number three to the Houston Texans. I have no idea what they're going to be doing. I think Detroit's either going to take a gamble on Malik Willis, the quarterback, out of Liberty, or take one of the edge rushers, whether that's Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau, if, if they kind of do a full circle on him. But I, I really do think that the Houston Texans are a team that could surprise someone and take Kyle that early. But even if they do not, I still think. I mean, you got the New York Giants that have two picks in that in that top ten. You have the New York Jets at four and ten. I really think that number ten overall is kind of the floor. But I've talked to a few guys like Jordan Reed from ESPN and Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report, you know, pretty recently about the whole the whole situation, and they seem to think that number eleven to the Washington Commanders is the absolute floor for them. So there's a slight possibility falls out of the top ten, but I think some people are kind of just overblowing the forty time because yeah. four five nine for. 6'4", and an 8th, 220 pounds with 33-inch arms. It's still a historically good time for that size. So I I think it was overblown slightly. And ultimately, I think he still goes top 10, but there is a slight chance that he might get to 11, depending on how people value, obviously, the safety position. Well, I mean,
1: that that frame and those long – you know, he covers a lot of ground, obviously. And, like, I I went back and looked at some comps, like Cam Chancellor. Guys like him are all in that kind of range, you know, of Kyle Hamilton's 40 times. So it's not like – his you know that oh that that automatically disqualifies him and, and he's not gonna be a good NFL player because of that.
2: Yeah, well I, I actually did the same thing, Sean. I, I after the combine performance, because I know there was just a little bit of overreaction, I actually went down to some of the historical comps. Cam is a good one that you mentioned. When you, you go back way back, you can go to Kenny Eastley that used to play with the Seahawks, you can go to guys like Steve Atwater back in the day. You can go to guys more recently, obviously like Sean Taylor in the early two thousands that was right. a similar Taylor's size profile. One, yeah. Yeah, Obi-Mellifan was a guy that obviously did not pan out very similar size. J-Ron is the most recent out of Clemson. So the, the the fact of the matter is, is that there's not a lot of guys that you can point to with the same size because Kyle Hamilton's still a unicorn, man. Like, yeah. you don't see guys every year need that size profile. Like, it just is a rare thing. And then, I mean, in 2020 speaking, he played single high free safety on 55% of the snaps, you know? So he's a... He's a rare dude, and you—I mean—you just have to flip on the Florida State game and watch the couple interceptions he had to just kind of be aware that like there's no real speed concerns with Kyle Hamilton. He's a special (laughs) athlete on the back end. Durability is the only thing that I think people can genuinely point to and say like you know he has been banged up over the last couple years. Like that's something that you can't really avoid. But from a talent perspective, size, speed combination—I don't—I think that you're just overthinking Kyle Hamilton if you're too harsh in that fourth time. Honestly, I, I would have to agree with that.
1: Uh Kevin Austin, um, Kyron Williams, probably you'd you, you know, like th- between Hamilton and those two, those are the big three. So who do you think is off the board as the second Notre Dame player picked?
2: Before the combine, I would have said Kyron Williams very easily. I, I think that they're I think that both him and Austin are gonna be picked in relatively the same spot. I, I think that if Kyron tested pretty well he had a chance to go somewhere in the second round. Like, I think I was pretty safe. But with the, I mean, and and no, you know, no no lack of context to it. Uh, 194 pounds for Kyron at the combine running 4.65 and only a 32-inch vert. Like, it's just not good times. You know, yeah. it's not good testing overall. So, he is going to dip a little bit. I think he's going to be somewhere third to fourth round. I don't think he falls past the fourth round because I just think the film is too good. You know, and he's a guy in today's game where, the pass receiving, the pass blocking, it just gives you such a baseline of traits and such a, a high floor. So I still think he goes somewhere third, fourth round. But I think Kevin Austin with the with the performance he had, you know, thirty nine inch vert and four four three in the forty and eleven foot broad and the, and the silly uh, short shuttle and, and three cone numbers, I think he's in the same range. So if if you had to ask me today, I actually would probably pick Kevin Austin. I think someone hmm. is going to draft him. A lot earlier than people anticipate. I think he's somewhere as a prospect between Chase Claypool, who went in the s- second round, and then Miles Boykin. I think believe went in either the late third or somewhere in the fourth round. I think he's a better p- prospect coming out than a Miles Boykin. Not quite as good as a Chase Claypool, so I would not be shocked if he sneaks somewhere on day two in the third round because I-, I think that the talent is obviously there. It's always just been about consistency with Kevin Austin.
1: Now, I've seen some mocks that only have those three guys get picked. Do you think it's just those three, or do they get more than that drafted?
2: Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a weird conversation. Like, I really trust Dane Brugler, obviously, over at The Athletic. I think he's, yeah. like, one of the best in the business, and he's really tapped in uh, pretty consistently. But I am really on the wavelength that I think that Jack Cohn is a shoe in to get drafted. I really okay. do. I think sixth, six, seventh round, I think someone's going to pull the trigger. Because, I mean, just in my opinion – he has kind of aced this pre-draft process. He obviously had a good ending to his Notre Dame season. Yeah. But then he goes to the the Shrine Bowl out in Las Vegas, and he was the best quarterback. I mean, he literally won the best quarterback award, and I watched yeah, every single true. snap of those practices and in the game, and he was the best quarterback there, man. Like, like he definitely was, and it's not a great quarterback class, too, which I think lends Very into true. his chances of getting drafted. So. Tested better than I think some people some people thought. I mean, he had, high, he had as, as high a vertical as Traylon Burks, the potential first-round wide receiver out of Arkansas. So I think that Jack is just a very solid player. Obviously, I don't think that he's a guy that will necessarily go very uh, – I don't think he has high upside as a starting player at the NFL level. But I think he has a really nice baseline. He's, for me, he's a guy that you blink your eyes – six to seven years go by and Jack Cohn's just been kind of sticking around in the NFL as a backup. Like that's what I see with Jack. So I think he gets drafted. The The question mark that I have is Myron uh, Tungovaloa Mosa. It's a tough one, man. I, I've talked to some people that really like him. I've talked to some people that kind of think he's a tweener, right? Yeah. And and there's, there's going to be a conversation. What's his best fit? Is he a perfect fit as an edge? Can he bulk up and maintain weight enough to play inside? Cause that was kind of an issue with him in Notre Dame. So I think he's a very borderline player. If he does get drafted, it's going to be somewhere 6th to 7th round. But right now, I I do think that Jack Cohn is going to end up getting drafted for Notre Dame. Okay.
1: All right. We'll be keeping an eye on that next week. And, of course, we'll talk more about the draft next week as well as uh, how the weekend goes with all these visitors coming in for the Blue Gold game this weekend. Ryan Roberts from Irish Breakdown dot com great stuff uh appreciate appreciate your time and uh, good good talking with you good to meet you this week we'll talk to you more next week absolutely sean appreciate you all right absolutely ryan roberts irishbreakdown.com